Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Lost Remote Podcast. Thanks for joining us after you've looked everywhere, finally found us under the magazines on the coffee table. Now, I'm joined with Arthur and Zach. I'm Brian. Today we are uh, talking about Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and uh, I've had a bit of a debate in my head prior to the show about exactly how to describe this movie to you. Because there's two ways to do it. There's the easy way, and there's the more accurate way. And I've decided to go with the more accurate way. This movie is about Heather Langenkamp. And she is living her life as a B-list, maybe, actress. You know, she's, she's just staying in there. She's doing the game. Nothing much has gone into that, but she does have a stalker. Apparently a stalker. Uh, She starred in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, that uh, comes with some baggage. And she's dealing with that, but um, things start taking a bit of a twist. The movie starts out much like the original Nightmare on Elm Street, but it's actually just them shooting the scene, because this is Hollywood, and these are actors and writers and directors. Well, as I said, things go a little odd, and it appears that some ancient creature, not Freddy Krueger, I repeat, not Freddy Krueger, an ancient creature, is using Freddy as an avatar. He's enjoying the story, he enjoys the character, and he wants to be that for real and he wants to be a part of our world and he has to go through Heather to do that and he attacks her on many vectors so will she succeed in stopping this ancient demon from sprouting into reality or will this demon perchance to dream live as Freddy Krueger. Gentlemen, what do you think? I mean, Zach, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's just open it with some awkward silence. I was going to let you jump in. I'll preface this right up front. I want to... You two have definitely delved more and more consistently into Nightmare on Elm Street than I ever did. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the series, but I'd really like to take the back seat this episode to a lot of it. So oh, yeah. uh, don't worry. I think that will be very doable. I'm I'm and I'm looking forward to that because I, you know, I've heard where your mind has gone on some lesser material. So, yeah, I would just say um, when I finally saw this, it was one of those things where. I don't know who my friend group was at the time when it came out. But it just seemed like, oh, well, Freddy's dead. What are we doing here? You know, like, I, I didn't get it. I did have the cracked magazine uh, of it. Yeah. And it was funny. But it took me a long time to see it. When I finally did, I was like, oh, okay, that's genius. Um, so. Exactly. I, I just, yeah. Like, and. I said uh, the easy way, right? Yeah. I don't mean to jump on you. The easy way <laughs> is to tell people who haven't seen the movie, because this is for people who haven't seen the movie or are thinking about seeing the movie. The easy way would have been for me to describe similarly what I said, 
but instead just say Freddy's trying to become real. Yeah, but that's, that's not what's happening inaccurate. at all. So, right. Yeah, I wanted so, to go. I wanted to be more accurate. So just yes, the yes. what do we think? I think it's fantastic, and there's more to talk about. So, uh, yeah. Zach, yeah. initial oh. thoughts. <laughs> all right. So, I really like that you pointed out that this is not Freddy. Um, I think that the whole reason this movie was made because of Freddy's Dead left such a sour taste in so many fans' mind that they wanted to come out with another one, but they didn't want to dive back into the same creative, which I get it's very similar to the original creative, but it is kind of a new twist that it's a demon that actually enjoys being the character that gets he gets trapped into Freddy's presence and is locked into the movies. Well, now that they've killed Freddy completely out of the series, here comes the demon trying to take over and join the real world. Now, I love that you pointed that out at the beginning. This is, um, like I said, this is not Freddy. And this this version of the, the demon that's trying to be Freddy, it actually scares the hell out of everybody that was in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, if you watch the film. It, it terrifies Wes Craven. It terrifies Robert England. And so they're all having this shared nightmare of Wes Craven. I don't know who's actually having the nightmares that's sharing. I don't know if it's... I, I like to think that it's it's Nancy actually having the nightmares and Wes is kind of dropping in. Heather, not Nancy. You're, sorry, it's Heather. It's Heather. But they make Zach, the same Zach, mistake so on. many times, or not make the same mistake, but they pointed out Let, a lot. You're Heather's not going to be speaking through, much. You're like blowing through like hey, sections were, of dude. comments. Like yeah. like a a yeah. section of conversation would be whose dream is it? Like you're, yeah, you're running through, you're so excited about it. You're just, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, but that's why I was going to open it up because <laughs> I feel that it is I knew this Heather's was dream I knew. and they're dropping in. Yeah. So I think Wes is dropping I, into Heather's dream and writing it down. I, 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 I can see that position. I really can. But I'm, I'm, I'm convinced we're only seeing it from her perspective. I yeah. would have loved this movie to have like maybe, uh, how long was this movie? Arthur, did you check? It is just shy of two hours. It's like 150 minutes of actual runtime, or 148 minutes of actual runtime. I'm not gonna lie. I wish they. I, I I know this might sting a bit because we've talked about lengths of movies. I wish this movie was almost another hour long and yeah. had more perspectives. There, I I don't I see really an hour there, but I do see more like available. Like it would take thirty. I would take thirty. I would. Uh, be yes. 30. Oh yes. So, I mean, like even when you're watching this, even kind of the scenes that you think are are dragging, they are very like, or maybe a little slower. They are very important to this story still, and they actually all tie in because like, whenever Heather's talking to John Saxon at the at the uh, the playground you think oh this is you know th this could go in or cut but then you see the completion of the scene and it is it, it fits in with everything else. like it just it molds into the to the movie perfectly and i i'm i'm a huge nightmare fan arthur you weren't big into it this is my favorite film series oh oh, oh no uh <laughs> or film series oh, i was oh, late to it no, um, no i'm, I'm so, not saying i'm, I'm just saying I, this is my favorite and i know it's not yours <laughs> uh it's I mean, it's right up there. Like I, I, I mean, you know, I'm I I like the camp of a lot of the Friday the Thirteenth stuff, but I I think as far as like continuous <laughs> series, or if nice. you take like the top three, yeah. the camp of the Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> yeah, there's He's a lot of silly. Guy. Yeah, yeah, no, I meant like it takes place ah! also at a camp. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even hear it. I did not hear it. Um, but I but I think if you were to pick the top three of either franchise, give me Nightmare all day, and you know if I'm it, it's it's just I didn't get to see those as early 
And I think they're special enough and whole enough that I don't go to them a ton. So yeah. that's, I don't even think that's a preference thing. It's just, it, it's fantastic, but I know you guys are into it even more. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm a child of Freddy. Like Robert England comes out at the talk show and he's like, "You're all Freddy's children." I, I am a child of Freddy. <laughs> That's just, it, it's there. Uh, this, um, this is not the first horror movie I've ever seen. A Nightmare on Elm Street three, the Dream Warriors, is the first horror movie I ever saw. Awesome. And so that that's why the Nightmare series holds like some. It terrified me when I first saw it. There was just bits and pieces about it, and we're not going to dive into that today. But it terrified me. I was hooked. This this burnt face guy. Yeah, I, I was in. I think I was five or six and I stumbled on that. So mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that, that warped my future. <laughs> it's yeah. always being a child of Freddie. So I mean, when Brian brought this up, I was really excited to talk about it. Yeah, As I, you can I, tell. I, 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 yeah, yes, yes, yes. It is, it is quite obvious. I wanted, I want, like I said last week, I wanted to shake up the top threes and this is going to do that. So Brian, yeah. and this is where you're going to, immediately run and pick up the slack. One of the things I love about this movie, after hearing interviews throughout the years with Wes Craven, mm -hmm. after hearing, and not just about this movie in general, but the way he approaches film, mm -hmm. the way he approaches script writing, the way he approaches monsters, uh, even like something that I felt like was a throwaway with Shocker, you were able to reference this lore. And with, New Nightmare, it's obvious that he's gotten to open the toy chest on uh -huh. on the real, you know, the, the quote-unquote real demons and real forces there are. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm good with you jumping in and talking about that at large. Like, just go nuts. Because I know just from us talking here, how in tune you are with that kind of thing. And that's uh -huh. the kind of stuff Wes absolutely was channeling. And you know, this was just a delight that he got to make this the way. Yes. He yes. Like I, like I said, in regards to um, shocker and uh, Wes Craven's affinity for making movies that have a very easy to understand metaphysics when it comes to world of darkness kind of rules. This one is totally easy to me when it comes to that, it's easier than shocker to explain. Like, um, it, it, it could be, it could be, uh, because we talk about the actual story and idea of Freddy as, as a, as an entity unto himself. And then we have a separate being wishing to take that spot and be that thing it could either be just that like an infernal demon an actual infernal demon which is you know typically one from hell you know actually taking that spot and wanting to be that or it's an actual uh joining of the uh like there would be this realm where all things exist in the minds of human beings like if you go to this realm as a supernatural person, you astrally project there. If, if you run into the uh, angel of death, this is just everyone's thinking process of what the angel of death is. It's not the real angel of death, but it is just as powerful as it would be there. It could kill you in an instant because everyone believes it could kill you in an instant. 
And in this same realm, there would be the entity of Freddy Krueger, and he would have all the same abilities there. And there'd be the entity of Jason. It's not the real ones. It's just the, everyone's idea. There's psychic projection of that. And that could be a conglomeration of the two, like melding them together. Or it's just the demon itself wanting to take that spot. And it has the power to do so because it's specifically in tune with stories and, uh, the, as Wes describes, the murder of innocence. So it could be either way. We don't go into that very much. If it's, it, I, I suspect it would have something to do with both because he has to emulate the way Freddy works so much, but he also has other things he can do. Yeah. Yeah, and I really like that too, Brian, because another way that you point out that this is pointed out that this is not Freddy is it only takes one of the people to actually be asleep. So... I mean, you know what I mean for the for the murder to occur. Like, well, you don't... well, well, well. Let's let's let's. I, I I see what you're saying there. This is a lot of dream child right there. Um, yeah. Um, but I think the why, why I think it's more of a conglomeration of the two, where it's the infernal demon and the actual psychic projection or entity of Freddy melding together is the demon has the ability to affect the real world. You know the. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I was agreeing with. That that it's the melding of the two. It's it's the personality, I guess, of Freddy, but with the actual demon to come and alter timeline or alter the uh, you know state of being. And uh, I think like I don't know. Do you think uh, <clears throat> so? In this, when you hear about all the earthquakes at the beginning, you know, and they talk about it, do you think it's that entity causing all these earthquakes? Because oh yeah, I yeah, 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 do. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's obvious. That's yeah. That's they, that's a that's a uh, that is a stress on the real physical world being caused from what essentially would be in in my my theory of it two different worlds, which would be uh, the twilight and uh, the it's like uh, astral plates. plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and it's it's causing stress on physical world. Just the breaking through not literally breaking through but there is you know there's going to be stress on things so that's that's just yep part so of the course something real quick to touch on uh, and zach i know I, I tried to cut you off in your stride right at the beginning but oh, it's good. because i felt like you were setting up like seven different conversations for <laughs> yeah. the evening all at once yeah <laughs> let's talk about the concept of someone whose dream it is because I would see Heather as a conduit, but no one is actually dreaming per se. Like that to bring it in, like it's the, the power of belief. Uh, and I've seen this in other films or things like that. And I can't, I can't pull a reference right now, but it's like the more that everyone believes in something, the more it makes it probable. So just the fact that we've had, how many different Nightmare on Elm Streets in this world is that the belief and the existence is there. So it allows that opening even more. Like, I don't think Heather on her own or, or her child makes it, makes it possible. I think there has to be this overall buy-in. No, I'm going, I'm going, yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. I, I'm going with, I'm going with, this is not, anyone's real doing 
Uh, in the end, as it's explained in the movie, folks, Wes is writing the script and they're making the movie in order to contain the beast. And there are casualties along the way. So it's basically. Wes's dream. Well, if you um, want to call it a dream. Uh, See, Wes, it, it, it's not just one person's dream. It's yeah. this thing is coming no matter what they do. Mm-hmm. So their attempt I, is to defeat it. They're basically trying to defeat it. Everything that happens in the movie is an action of it, them, and it having Wes a, a is conflict. the messenger. But yeah, the... he's he's basically he's the prophet, and yes. okay. uh, he's 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 like, okay, we got to do this. We got to do this, and you know, and uh, it's obvious uh, Bob Shea's been having some incidents. It's never really uh, explored. That's what I'm talking about. I wanted more perspectives in this i wanted yeah. to see what was going on with bob shea i wanted to see what's going on really with robert england holy yeah. crap oh man there was not enough yeah no like and we got that painting that was mm-hmm. the only glimpse we got into what was going on with him what a, i yeah. am curious I, i'm going to ask this question i know this is jumping ahead a little bit mm-hmm. because we don't actually get an answer and it, it, there is the possibility that robert england does not survive this film Oh, Robert dies. I mean, on off screen never counts, but yeah, Robert I, got killed. I, yeah, I think that's one of the ways that um, the evil had to take over. Yeah, you know, transfer to Freddy. Was, he had to take out. What we saw the at the end of Freddy. the movie, what we saw at the end of the movies, was possibly three separate entities. Kudos. Or go it, ahead, sorry. Yeah, it was the astral projection of Freddy by the communal communal global psyche. It was the demon. And it was Robert. Kudos essentially, to Wes Craven for not doing the, uh, and I just cut off here essentially, sorry. Yeah. Uh, for not doing the easy, oh, it has to have a host and it takes over Robert, you know, uh-huh. and that's a final battle with Robert as, as it. Keep going, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I, know, I, I think it was a great setup that she, uh, Heather calls Robert and gets the answering machine. It's like, we're going to be out of town for a few days. Mm hmm. He's out of town. Well, he's gone. Well, they don't know how long he's going to be out of town. Yeah, 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 or, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't we, know. He, he could be said, gone yeah, for a while. He, he, he could be gone for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's never explored. Or it's, or it's never discussed what happens to... Because they ended it in a good way, uh, other than some of the other stuff. But, like, the actual ending of them in the room with the script, reading it as a story, was, was nice. Yeah. So... We're talking about who's. I think the shared dream on this, guys, is coming from everybody who was in the original nightmare that is working on this new nightmare that they're coming up at the beginning. I think it's Wes. I think it's the uh, Bob Shea. I think it's, you know, Heather, uh, and then her son who's sharing in maybe bits and pieces of it, and then Robert England. I think those are the people that this thing is trying to take out originally well, to come in. Yeah, I and mean, I think, like. You know what I mean? I think I yeah. think that's the people that are connected to the dream that that are seeing the dream stuff. It's almost right. like a chicken in the egg scenario we're talking about here. What came first, their dreaming or the scenario that this thing's yeah. happening? And and I don't, I know people like like that's a that's one of those philosophical questions. It's like what's causing what? And I was like, I don't know. It's more like it, it's all happening at once. This thing is going to be doing what it's doing no matter what. What we're yeah. seeing is the attempt to contain. Wes has always tapped into 
something that was there and now it's gotten stronger because of the power of belief. Like I, I think the seeds had been there for a long time. Um, also, also that uh, Wes uh, in the original Nightmare on Elm Street captured its essence so well, which is exactly what he, mm -hmm. he uses yeah. that particular phrasing in the movie. It was like the fit of, no, I don't, you know, I don't want to be doing puns here, but the fit of the glove was quite perfect. You uh, know? Um, but yeah, but no, yeah, I, I agree. What I was just trying to say is that the only people that are seeing what's going on with the deaths and stuff are the people that were worked on the original and then that, you know, kind of are being twisted in. Like the 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 husband didn't know, like, you know, he didn't have any idea about it. Like, and what I really enjoyed is how this movie opened up with the warehouse or the uh, the shop. And then you see that it's, you know, they're making the movie. And then yeah. I love that it had the the. You know, his his fingers got nicked by the the new glove, right? And I love that they brought that out. And it just reminded me so much of the original when Tina gets her uh, nightgown slashed and she wakes up and she oh. has the... Uh, when, when it comes to know, him not knowing her. anything, so. Zach, I gotta say, I gotta say, denial is not just a river in Egypt. Yeah. I'm saying he was... So he, you're saying he, he knew? Yeah, but he was playing it off like, oh, you know, I'm working on this creepy thing. Dreams are going to occur, you know. Well, see, maybe maybe it's when he uh, built the glove that it all started happening and he nicked himself the day before. Oh, man. Like, like <laughs> and so, we're, we're going right back to chicken and the egg. I, I'm, I'm just going to say <laughs> I know, I it, know. Was, it was. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. just, uh, it, it gets crazy good, crazy fast. Um, I like how uh, in the film, though, that Heather does not really want to embrace her nightmare past. You know, uh, she gets annoyed with the the cab or the, the limo driver asking her about it, but he kind of asked her in a you know stupid way. But yeah, he, he was he was he was you know doing a he's good been job being creepy. Like that's that whole idea of actors not liking to be typecast. Uh, some you know, I I'm kind of you know I I want I want. If 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 I still really gave a, a damn about what like the Oscars and stuff like that, I'm like, why haven't they given him a lifetime achievement yet? That's a big deal. Like mm -hmm. that that was a that was that's that's a that's a lot of Americana right there. And he's he he's Robert England is a pretty big part of that. I well, I I think one reason that he won't is because he does make. Uh... You know, he—it's not all for the mainstream, so to speak. It's not the, yeah. the, the you know. That's why I think that. I mean, he, well, he has that's, a niche. <laughs> that's what I don't. That's what I don't like about some of. I mean, the, he's accomplished. Don't get me wrong. I mean, elitism in Hollywood is—they—they they don't like to embrace certain pop culture things that they don't necessarily approve of as what they would consider high art or high acting or whatever. You know, and that's why I guess horror doesn't get a good. Uh, especially when it's really awesome, doesn't get get the recognition it deserves. And I I would I would like him to get something before he he passes. And every year that gets closer and closer. Yep. Have you ever imagined what it's going to be like when he does go? Can you imagine the funeral? <laughs> 
<laughs> I've imagined it's, it more than once. I imagine it's going it, to be, it's going to be a, a, a damned freak show. I know they're going to... They're, they're, I don't know exactly how rough they're going to be on, like, hey, keep the distance. I don't know what... I, 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 I assume it'll be one of those, like, almost, almost Michael Jackson levels. Almost. Yeah. Um... Plus, I, I hope they, I hope people do it up and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, it would be great if the wake would be great. Uh, more than the funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, well, we can all finally sleep at night. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. or maybe not. Like once he's dead, like I, I'm just thinking through. Oh it. wait, it's it's gonna get worse. Oh crap! <laughs> he he might actually become Freddy. Ah. I think he'll no, deserve uh, his rest. Yeah. <laughs> I so knowing, I, and we could move into some deep, like specific parts of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about just, time we start talking about specific parts of the movie that because there's lots of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just. Talking about the 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 uh, Robert England just one more time, like when you talk about extra time, like really getting to see him do some acting chops, because like as much as Heather was typecast, and and you know let's face it, she was, but at the same time, you know she met her husband, had some kids and stuff like that, and was working with the effects company. I don't know what she would have preferred to do or not. Um, yeah. She did a she did a Q and A in Tulsa in twenty eighteen I believe that I got to go to, and I mean it was awesome. Like she loves this movie. She loves being a part of this family. Uh, she didn't like the uh, the eels or whatever at the end. Yeah. Um, but uh, I Robert more than anything. Robert's got some chops, man. Like not just lifetime achievement stuff, but it, I would have loved to have seen some different types of roles for him. Um, so it. And even still, like, it sucks that once Nightmare finished, you know, he was in Urban Legend and then he seemed to kind of go direct to video. What was it, like 2000 Maniacs and maybe a couple other things for a well, while? He was in the, the Strange Land and some, the D. Snyder movie and a couple other things like that. But yeah, I know what you're meaning. He, he's, uh, I think he's more, he, he's just relegated to the, um, the horror genre. And, I, you know, I and don't think that's fair. But I did for him in Stranger Things next season. Yeah. Uh, I hope he's got a juicy role. I like, oh, yeah, because I mean, we need episodes and episodes. Uh, well, he's you know, he let's be honest, he's the Jim Varney of horror. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to project what he needs to project. Ernest goes to sleep, yeah. <laughs> well, and see. And another thing that, yeah, going back to this movie a little bit with the talk show scene, this actually represents just whenever uh, Heather's there and he busts through the wall and he's all in the Freddy makeup, you know, Robert England, and they, uh, everybody's going crazy. That's true to form. I mean, yes. I don't remember hearing about too many other actors when they're going on set and people are going to their trailer from set and people catch a glimpse of them and storm their trailer to try to get pieces of the freddy costume and i can't remember which one i think it was four maybe five and he was throwing pieces of the latex mask out the window because his trailer's sitting there getting rocked because people were just so stoked and so in love with performances that so i mean that i think there's i mean a lot of good things and i want to know how much like 
do you think she was actually hassled about making, you know, the nightmare movie? Do you think you know, 10 years later that it was, it was still shown that that's what she's the only thing that people would be talking to her about? I mean, it's mostly what stands out. I've never, uh, she was, she was in outsiders, right? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I'm, not I'm having sure. trouble calling the film in my head. Um, well, I know she was in Shocker. A shocker! <laughs> and now I think I think Outsiders was like the first film for her. Um, I want to say I'm it's that. It Might have been something else. Anyway, let's not dead she's air this too a, much. She's in a lot of stuff, though. Well, well, yeah. Sure. But, well, and you might be. Yes, yeah, she was in deleted scenes in in Outsiders. <laughs> wow. She came from. She's from Missouri, if I recall correctly. You know, so she was uh, that was one of the things she talked about her and Wes connected on a lot was they were both from like kind of the Midwest and had a yeah. similar backgrounds and stuff. I, You know, I we can we can pick this apart by kills, stuff like that. Like what's great about this movie, it's so good. You don't have to we don't have to scene by scene it for people because people have seen no. it. Right. So yeah. talk talk about next. What's the if you were to say. Like, there's one thing you have to see on here, or this this one thing that they do that's genius. Like, what are you picking Oof. out for people? Oof. Uh, or like, the, what's, what's your elevator pitch to someone to watch it? Oh, jeez. An elevator pitch for someone to watch it? Yeah. Hey, you should watch this, because it's so much better than Freddy's Dead. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to knock Freddy's Dead to get somebody to watch it. I'd be yeah. like, oh, man. There, it's it's hard for me to really pitch this. I mean, I, I there's so many things about it I really really enjoy. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to figure out a moment. Like I, I keep zeroing in in my head is when Dylan is the son. Dylan yeah. is freaking out in the hospital bed, and this is one of Nan, uh, Heather's dreams. And the doctor comes in. You barely see Freddy in this scene. He's at the end of the scene, like for a moment. But um, <laughs> there she's—he's freaking out. She's talking about having to, you know, open him up and do surgery without anesthetic, you know. And she's like, "Let me cut this evil out of him." And I was like, "That—the delivery of that line is just excellent." I was like, "Man, it's mm -hmm. a great scene." Very I also like, scene, but it's great. Another scene I really enjoy from this is where Dylan's running home across the freeway, and I love how the the spirit's playing with him. He's wanting him to get home, and you oh, know she, you know he picks him up. up. He's got to he set it up. Picks him up, dances him in front of the trucks and over him and around the cars with his, you know, and his, with it with the finger through the pajamas and stuff. It's great. Yeah. And so I mean, that's he knows what he's got to set up to be able to get out into the playground, and have some fun. He's mm -hmm. got to get one thing, and, and that's Nan that's Heather, a.k.a. Nancy. Yeah. yeah, and the reason I think that I struggle when I call her Nancy a lot in this is because the, the spirit calls her Nancy the first time when he comes to see her, like, and it's actually not without the... It's just like when we refer to the character yeah. by the actor's name. Like, it's... Yeah. She, it's... Heather Lang Langenkamp is Nancy. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, it, it she just... It, anybody should be so lucky to be part of something that iconic... You know, and, yep. and, and she, you know, noted that. She got to do it three times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and so, so 
I don't think we're disrespecting Heather Langenkamp by not calling no. her Heather every time. No. Um, yeah. She's Nancy. And so much so that, you know, in other movies you say, oh, that's that's the Nancy. A lot of like, it, mm-hmm. sure, in, in broad, you'll talk about the final girl. But there's times where you're like, yeah, that's our Nancy. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's an icon in cinema. So it's yeah, okay I to mean, call her Nancy. <laughs> I think is. I, I want to ask this. Is Heather Langenkamp's Nancy Thompson, is she the final girl? Like, to y'all? Oh, uh, yes. The. Yes. Yeah. No question. Is she... Okay. I mean, and I'm talking, and I know, I know Jamie Lee I know Curtis is in Halloween, Halloween 2, and all that other stuff. Oh. But to me, you're, Heather you're, you're Langenkamp... Ask, you're asking... You're asking um, basically, this is there's a term that's been going around lately called, uh, you know, waifu, best girl. Um, yeah. You're asking, out of all of, all of horror... Is Nancy the top survivor? Yes. Mm. In my in my personal, one of the it's not Nancy for me. Okay. But it is one of the Freddy girls, and that's Alice. So this is this is where it gets you know to where yeah. it's like the I so, so haven't seen them on a Freddy while because like Alice, I can't even pick out which one that is. Is that three? Uh, that's that is uh four and five. She okay. is the only yeah, the, survivor. The, the dream, the dream master is Alice. Never dies on screen. You know, I honestly. So mm. I, what I was going by is like quick hit, like um, like when I think about Final Girl, who do I think of? And she's also my favorite. Yeah, I, I mean, you've got something there with Halloween for sure, but especially with the way the like the new one came back, but at the same time. It's it's almost cheating because she gets to keep coming back even though she's gone a few times, <laughs> um, which I guess Nancy almost did even though you know it's Heather the last time. Um, I just I I really liked if we're doing it by movie, man. To me, it goes to Heather still. Like, yeah, it's well, just Heather. She's, Heather she's or my, Nancy. Heather Langenkamp playing because Nancy technically Thompson. Heather, Heather, Nancy. Heather, really, Heather Langenkamp is also a survivor. Yeah, la, like, like last girl. Back to uh, to three. So, to help t- out, so. so she's in yeah, she's in the category twice. That's right. But we're tying them together as one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but the re- the reason I and Brian I like how you brought up Alice and if we ever get into a uh, Freddy's Dead episode, I'll uh. Well, she's oh really? I'll give you a little. You have some thoughts something on about Alice. Alice. Okay. So. But uh, I digress. Um, yeah, Heather Langenkamp is the final girl to me. And mm. Nancy Thompson, Heather Lang- that, I mean, Like I said, the Nightmare on Elm Street series is my favorite horror series. So that's, you know, that's where it goes. And I, don't get me wrong, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I love her in Halloween 1, 2, you know, uh, H2O, think- the new Halloween movie. I even liked her in Halloween Resurrection, okay? I mean, she. I like Jamie Lee a lot, but... Still I almost think to... of her as like the matriarch of the final girl, but not the yes. final. Yes. Because yes, she's she's, she's yeah, she's I, you know, I know terror she's... train. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's nineteen in Halloween, but she seems so mature. Um, I, to me, she's the final woman. <laughs> like, um, whereas like Nancy feels like just a little younger, to where yeah. like final girl is more appropriate. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, I, I will tell you why that Nancy's my final girl. <clears throat> so if you go back to Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis escapes or Laurie Strode escapes. 
by luck, the skin of her teeth. Nancy, she made the plan to fight Take back. Control. Yeah. And she went after Freddy. Mm-hmm. She went to strip his skin. That's why she's my final girl. That's that. That's the reason. She went after him. She Good wasn't point. hiding. And, you know, we didn't get Lori going after Michael Myers until H2O. Oh. I like that. Um, you know, just to get into the movie, just yeah. lightly, like, I don't think we have to, you I don't know, think go, in this all. scene, yeah. blah, blah, blah. No, I'm saying, but oh, man, yeah. that opening scene is just so good. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> the, yeah. The hand I, I, I like, enjoy that you don't know it. it's the movie scene until they cut back when he's getting ready to, the actor's that, uh, and I, it's not Robert that's doing it, but they're getting ready to chop yeah. off the hand, you know, yeah. to install the... How hard must it have been? For them? How hard must it have been for them to make sure that it looked fake enough? Yeah, I know. You know right. what I'm talking about? Because right. he's sitting there in his, you know, they had to make sure he could see the tube and you know all that stuff and how fake the arm was. They were like, okay, we got to make sure everyone, we can't make it look too good, so we've got to. Oh man, I bet that had to be difficult because they're yeah. so used to it for years, making sure it looks just right on a lot of stuff, and now they've got to make sure it looks just yeah. fake enough. <laughs> to make sure it's like this is them filming yeah do you think uh, I, I forgot it, it's been five years or so since I've seen this I, I forgot to go into a scene the, the letters that she was getting I forgot that they spelled answer the phone and I That's <laughs> but I want to talk about her son a little bit and Dylan, what do y'all think of Dylan in this? Who is your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> what was your my daddy? Dad is this, my dad is a special effects guy. <laughs> Freddy kills penises and the vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, folks, in case you I'm aren't sorry. aware, we are referencing this kid is also in Kindergarten Cop. Yep. This this just I wasn't aware. This kid's I mean, in a lot of stuff. I haven't but. seen this first movie. Cop since like you know came out. But. Yeah. yeah, this kid's first movie though is uh, Pet Cemetery. Oh, the original Pet Cemetery. He's Gage. So yeah, he did a lot of stuff. And uh, so there is a short film not connected to this uh, called Dylan's New Nightmare. Oh no! That I am very much wanting to see. Oh, you haven't seen it? Okay, I was about. I thought uh, I'd rather hear a story. No, no, no! I haven't seen it, but I really that. want to. Uh, like the, I get hyped up every couple of years when I hear there might be some new, uh, you know, Freddy stuff coming, mm-hmm. and I know that it's not going to be Robert, and I'm fine with it. But I want to see him in it. Like I would like to see him be somebody that Freddy kills. Uh, I don't know if I agree with cameo i'd like to see him produce maybe something or maybe even direct i don't know okay i, I definitely like to see him involved with the project but yes anyway, that but I, I don't know if on screen's the best i i, I i'm uh, it's i would prefer if it's going to be if it's going to be a new freddy thing and it's going to be a new actor i want him to separate it entirely it's um i don't want to go off on the remake there are lots of things in it i love but they uh, they didn't they didn't do too much on making it their own on certain parts of it, and I think that yeah I I agree with you with that uh, the remake I remember the first time I saw it and I thought this is crap and then I've watched it a couple times since and I'm like yeah it's not bad 
It's, I mean, it's not as good, but it's not I don't bad. want to go on too much of a rant on the, on the movie that's not uh, yeah. this particular movie. So anyway, but I'm, I, to... I'm going to say on the remake, on the remake, I thought the visuals and cinematography in the remake were solid gold. I, I like, I like, uh, what's his face as Freddy? Mm-hmm. Jackie Earl Haley. Earl Haley, huge shoes to fill. But, and, I, and, I, and I know we're, we're just, we're just going to do like a minute here on it. Um, everything with the teens they picked, I oh. had nothing for them. They mm-hmm. were all just terrible, and Freddie can just go ahead and slam all for all I care. Like, yeah, they just it was a bad everything without Freddie. It was kind of like the Simpsons Poochie thing when <laughs> Poochie's not on screen. The crowd, this everyone should be asking, Where's Poochie? Yeah, when Freddie wasn't on screen, I was just done. When he was there, great. As far as a revamp of something, that part worked for me because you can't just be the same guy, but I. I thought it was enough to work. Yeah. It just, it just, it was so boring. Yeah. My favorite one of like that movie gave me one of my favorite moments in all of the nightmare on Elm streets. And that was when they were in the drugstore and she was freaking out in the, 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 uh, in the aisle. And he was coming down the aisle, scraping along in the dream. And then it would flip back to reality and he'd knock stuff off of the shelves. Yes. I was like, geez, that is beautiful. Yeah. There was but, great um, nightmare stuff there. But oh, it just, my God. Yeah. It just, it was so just boring I, around it. Yeah. Alex, I enjoyed the first kill of it. I think this, the rewatching it, the very first one, I can't remember who the guy is. It's, uh, but yeah, the diner. I really enjoyed that. But anyway. I watched it once in the theater and I was good. <laughs> well, I didn't watch it in the theater. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think I kind of missed out. I was uh, going to see Iron Man 2, and before it, Iron Man 1 was showing, and I was going to watch the double feature, and then I looked over and I go, oh, the new Nightmare on Elm Street's here, and if someone fact checks this and I've got my movies flipped, but that's the way I remember it, I was in Kansas City on a job, uh, and I think it was a double feature, I think it was Iron Man 1 and 2, and I was like, you know, I haven't seen that, let me check it out, and I was like, should have watched Iron Man. I went with two uh, RPG buddies of mine. Yeah. And there weren't many people in the theater because we went at a weird time. And um, But what we did remember was the mom and her two kids. And <laughs> we go, ah! <laughs> that mom's about to have some fun. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That was she probably grew. She probably grew up with the original, and she's like, "Oh, sure. these little brats." <laughs> <laughs> I actually did not see the original, the, the remake in theaters. I uh, rented it, and whenever it came out, and on DVD. So that's how I saw it. All right. Well, back to it. New nightmare. So, what? What's that? No, nothing. Sorry. Well, you're setting the stage. Yeah, yeah, I'm setting the stage. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna do some what I don't like, and there's not a whole lot. And and it's I want to talk about. Let's talk about the the Freddy design tweak. Uh, I liked the addition of the coat 
I like the... Uh, the hat was a little bothersome to me. It looked a little too crisp, but that's just being a little different. You know, it's, this is a whole new bag. The thing I didn't like the most about the entire movie bugged me the entire time. And, it, and after watching the documentary of all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, I'm glad to hear that Robert England agrees with me. I didn't like the thumb claw. It looked cumbersome. It looked out of place. It didn't mesh with the mesh with the rest of the the claws. It just kind of looked like it was pointing off. Like it looked like someone, you know, someone who's got one eye looking one way and another eye looking another. It just it didn't flow well when it was on screen. And he didn't like it either. I do you? I thought I thought it was cool in the opening shot seeing the thumb claw. I I did. Um, but when you get to going with it and he actually has it. I'm, yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. Looked better on it, the mechanical it, hand than it did on him. Yeah, 100%. Do you think any of that, or was that all just like, we got to make it bigger? Or was that, some, uh, was there a thought of like, all right, the demon is trying to copy it and it didn't quite get it right? Because well, it still comes in a little different? Well, as, as when you look at the glove, uh, in, a, in well, the glove, it's not even a glove anymore. It's, yeah. it, 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 folks, in the movie... Uh, the new nightmare that they're making, instead of wearing a glove, in the movie, Freddy chops off his right hand and replaces it with a mechanical, very simple mechanical hand, and it is assumed that his flesh will eventually grow over it, which is not how it works, but this is a horror movie, and uh, that's what we're doing. <laughs> um, uh, and that's what it looks like in the final product, is... It's not even a glove anymore. It's his, it's his weird, fleshy, bony hand. It's not even mechanical-looking when you see it in its final form. They, they, the mechanical parts, like the, the skeletal structure and not the actual bone, it looks like bone actually grows on it, and there's flesh on it. This looks like a, a hand without skin. Yep. I, yeah, I noticed that, too, in the final scenes. Yeah. Uh, uh... And so that that is that is probably what I suspect is... Uh, to Arthur's point, that is part of the demon, the actual real demon. Uh, the aspect of that is it has a thumb claw and it's just extend, it's changing its form. And it has a thumb claw and therefore there's got to be a thumb claw on the glove. And it's still made of flesh. He doesn't actually wear a glove. It's just a hand with the razor yep. claws coming out. That's That's about all the explanation I would assume is... And so maybe they needed, they felt like they needed to spruce it up a bit. And I, and I, I believe that there are regrets, uh, just, just small regrets, nothing like, Oh, ruined the whole movie. It, it just, it's just like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't have gone with the thumb. Not maybe, maybe it shouldn't have been so big, no, you know, the, like um... a small, a small, real thick, like instead of a blade actually be like more of a poker, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like a, like an actual looking, like a big, chunk of metal that comes to a point it's maybe about an inch long at all you know something to grip like one of the gloves you see in freddy's dead because he has a bunch of them in freddy's dead uh one of them has uh not long razors but tiny little like look like cat claws on them that would have been better. yeah yeah well i have a question for you so if this movie actually takes place in the, the movie universe and instead of in the real world, does uh, 
Uh, Freddie learned to build his mechanical hand from Ashley Williams, or does Ashley Williams learn to build his <laughs> mechanical hand from Freddie Krueger? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, timing wise, brought this Freddie up. would have learned he said from... that an army of de- or an Evil Dead <laughs> actually <Yeah>. drove by. <laughs> well, maybe this was the maybe this version of the movie was the actual version of the movie that was supposed to be for. No, I don't think so. I just think. It's a fun, fun joke, though. Bring it in. Yeah, yeah. Just tying it all up, Bubba. <laughs> yeah. I think the mechanics might be very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say no to that. Simple but, grasping. Yeah, I, I agree. That was the one thing I kind of had an issue with, too, was the uh, was the, the glove. And, and the final product. I mean, it looks okay. If, yeah, he looks know, very crisp, it, doesn't it? It sticks out. Very crisp. Like it looks like um, it looks like someone drew a cartoon of Freddy, but made it very low detail, and then that came to life. Yeah. And when I say is like, there's no, there's, I didn't, I don't recall seeing any frills on the the sweater. Sweater was very nice, as I recall, very not worn. The coat yeah, was not worn. Is... The hat was not worn. It was all new. That's what I was going to say. It that, that day. That's... The color on the sweater really popped in this. Yes, it did. Yes. Whereas in the other ones, it's you know, it's a lot more dingy, and you can tell that he it's it's well worn. But in this, it just looked like yeah, he just he came off the shopping spree, had the sweater, had the the hat, had the you know the the pants and the over and the the trench coat, which I mean it, it trench coat was it was nice. a little different, but yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm I a also big fan like, of trench coats. Oh. Uh, I think they should have. They might have, might have wanted to go with a leather one though, just to really. Yeah. A, a personal choice. Yeah, maybe maybe make it maybe not even black leather. Maybe make it uh, like patches of human skin looking. Ooh. That would have been nasty. Oh yeah, that'd have been nice. Yeah, a little little so, army of darkness for you there. <laughs> so what I really enjoy is the. The first time you really get a good clean shot of Freddy is inside Chase's grave during her, I don't know if you want to call it a hallucination or her dream or whatever, where he's trying to pull Dylan down through the bottom of the casket. It was a taunt. Yeah, that was, and I I kind of, you know, this movie, it, it teases you a lot, a little bit more with Freddy before you get to the kind of towards the third act when it's like, okay, now he's, he's here, he's in your face. You know, and I kind of Miss enjoyed me. that aspect too. Miss me? Yeah, that he he had a build that he was still he was building the strength. He was, and to me the de- the the demon or the evil was actually using what Freddy gave Freddy his power. He was using he was instilling and brewing the fear of these yep. of them, and so it eventually that also allowed him well, to come it, to. It's kind of like when you think of uh, ancient gods and stuff; they had limitations within their domains, and. Mm-hmm. He had to play by the rules that he is given. Yeah. And he is doing just that. Oh. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. Yeah. Um so and I, I also like that even though this isn't Freddy in the in the when they're fighting in his little world or whatever, when she slides down the, the bed, turned to the slide and mm-hmm. falls into the pool. I really enjoy the final fight or not really fight scene, but when he's chasing Dylan. The evil chasing Dylan, and he has him, and Freddy, you know, incarnate or whatever, has him trapped in the uh, the oven. 
I really enjoy the throwback to some of the earlier Freddy stuff where the mouth opens up and it's not just the, and you know, you get the extended hand and all that good stuff. I, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that. It was, it was a nice time to throw that back in there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of throwback to original stuff like the stairs. Yep. Having the Uzi stuff, which uh, we we've come to learn is a a Bob Shay addition. Bob Shay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really like though that you're you're. I mean, we are calling back to the like the stairs and stuff, and it's like, oh man, he's using all the tricks right now to slow her down to get to get to the boy. So and I enjoyed that. Yeah. So something that just popped in. What's what's the. Is it Will Patton? Is that the old uh, from the? Uh, no, it's not Will Patton. What's his face? Um, Gotta let us know you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when she goes John to Saxon? visit her old yeah Saxon. Um, did, did we already talk about how sad we were that that prequel didn't get made on here? <laughs> not on here. Mm. Oh man! I don't know if it was on I, on camera or not, but we did. I remember you talking. I don't about know. It. Remember where the article's from now? But look up the John Saxon prequel idea for that he pitched, and it was like right around the time of it was like eighty seven or eighty eight. You know, right like it was two. Yeah, and that should have been made instead of awesome. A, you can find the treatment online. He had some really good ideas for a great, great movie, and it's too bad it didn't get made. Because he's awesome in this universe. Obviously, he loved it enough to write a script for it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I would have loved to have seen, you know, that that end of it. So mm-hmm. it's it's too bad. Uh, but I highly recommend looking for that. Uh, yeah. And um, I will if see I find, if I can't find it and we can tag it i was gonna say if you still have the link i'll put it with the post um but right now we don't have it in front of us yeah after after watching disgusting.com and i will i will share it with arthur and we will tag it in the show notes so anybody wants to get it look it up we'll do that after watching the documentary of all the nightmare on elm streets and yeah which had this in it what did you guys think? Uh, you've all seen it, right? The doc. No, I, 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 I do not like to watch the making of very much anymore. Well, it's, no, not it's not a making, making of. It's uh, a documentary I, of the entire series. It's like yeah, I just I haven't watched it, and I oh, it's it's good for even for background. Like oh, it is awesome. I actually first time I sat down and just watched it. Now occasionally I'll just watch like have it on like Arthur said in the background because it, it is interesting. One of the, that's where I learned about. In the fifth one, Dream Child, they cut a lot of the death scene stuff out because, you know, Arthur's favorite organization. Yep. Thanks for uh, making Shocker shorter. Yeah. <laughs> or making it with worse scenes. We don't know. We don't um, know. <laughs> Screw you, MPAA. Yeah. <laughs> it could be either one. But um, uh, one of the original ideas in New Nightmare was Julie was uh, the one making the phone calls. The babysitter. I remember that was one of the original ideas where she was going to be like almost kind of one of the bad guys, but she kind of gets sucked into like hand that rocks the cradle within new nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like, 
like she she was supposed to be the one that was basically tormenting her but got but wasn't actually a part of the Freddy thing. It was like a side thing like she was doing. And then she gets pulled into it and still I, dies. I like her knocking out nurses instead. Yeah. 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 I, I, I was like, oh, that'd been a, a tougher sell. Yeah. Ju- so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that theory. I, I might check out the documentary. It's not a theory. Not, oh. That is what one of the original plans was. Oh, okay. I, I like this the is idea from the makers, like voices themselves. <laughs> Never sleep again is what yeah, I know what it's called. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just uh, haven't watched what, it. Do you have the book that goes with it? Oh, I got it. I got it. Finally, I, I now I figured out what moment I would sell someone on. This. If movie. I did have the book, I would read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. It was the. It's the scene where they recreate the Tina kill with Julie. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. That, that suspenseful scene where. Uh, Freddy's or it is going to make its it's going to really do its thing and uh, you know everyone's thinking you know Arthur's big gripe on a lot of these kind of movies is oh you know everyone thinks they're crazy it's not really happening well that's part of this movie that that's that's a whole part of this movie that's a big difference in this yeah 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 Yeah, Um, so in this part in this movie that's it's supposed to be that way because this is not supposed to be easy on the protagonist at all and this is just another thing getting in the way uh but then in that scene at least how many at least two nurses are fully aware that uh heather isn't crazy and some weird crap is going down because freddie starts to kill julie and the nurses bust in the door and she is levitating in the middle of the room and they are freaking out and they're like yeah. oh Oh, oh, oh! I, I would have liked to have seen at least one more nurse be there and just immediately go nope and just kind of like run <laughs> off. Like, oh crap! I'm Real not deals happen. Double shifts for this. No, they don't pay me enough to get killed by by Freddy Krueger. You know that kind of thing. Yep. Like I, he uh... is in the room. He is in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I can't <laughs> see him, but he's in there. <laughs> Did you notice who the nurse that gave Dylan the shot was? Yes. Okay. I didn't. Just asking. It's Wes Craven's daughter. Oh. Yeah, it's Wes Craven. <laughs> yeah, in, in in Shocker, when it goes when it, you go cast li- the cast pictures on on Google or whatnot, the it's picture they use for her is from this movie. And so. Yeah. Yeah, I I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed. Uh, I'm honestly amazed that Nancy doesn't knock out the doctor treating her son quicker or like doesn't knock her out at all. I mean, I, I'm, I'm amazed that she doesn't assault her. She's playing a delicate she, game here. Yeah. that I did not care for that doctor mm-hmm. the whole time. Instantly when you first meet her, I'm like, oh, she's a scumbag. Uh, I don't like I, her. I thought she was one of the greatest parts of the whole movie. Oh no, she's she's great. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't like I, the character. I didn't I didn't I uh I, I didn't consider her a scumbag, but I did think she fell into the the human uh flaw. She immediately leapt to a conclusion and started looking for evidence to support that conclusion, which was Yeah, she it's the movies doing this to the boy. Yeah, she's she, you're else. a bad mother because he saw your horror movie. That almost everyone on the planet in 
At, yeah. At least in the first world. Probably the second. <laughs> I don't even know what the classifications really are, what the lines are, but I think a lot of people are aware of Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like, and yeah, and they hit it right out of the park when they describe like King Kong or Santa Claus. Like that's that's a part of culture at that point. Yep. So it's like there's no avoiding it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. kids kids knew what was up. Like, yeah, it's just that's just fact of life. You know, take the so, good, take the bad. Brian, last week you said this is your favorite Freddy movie. Is it? Is no, that still this is my favorite Wes Craven movie? This is not best a favorite movie. Wes Craven movie. Okay, like uh, I like like I said, I I I know when when I would say if I would say that to someone who didn't know me and they were aware of the movie, I'd be like, that's not a Freddy movie. And they go, uh, clearly it is. I go, no, it's not. If you watch yeah. the movie, you know, I'd, I'd be real tech, like real picky on, on what's going on because I'm like, this is very specific. And that's why I didn't, um, I actually described it. One of my, uh, this is how I got, some, this is how I got some of my friends to do the role playing, you know, world of darkness stuff. I actually described to them what's actually going on in the movie. And they're like, wow, that's really interesting. It's like, it's not Freddy Krueger in the movie. It's just some e- evil being uh emulating him and they're like oh that's really interesting and i was like yeah let's watch it and i got so, to watch it let me ask you this when when is the first time you saw this uh, uh it was not i don't believe i i don't think i saw it in the theater i'm, I'm maybe i had i did i remember seeing the trailer yeah, it's from i i remember the trailer i remember this is from it's from 92 uh 94 correct this is from 94. Yeah. So I didn't, I wouldn't have been allowed to go see it in the theater. And I also wouldn't have been yeah. allowed to rent it. So I'd have had my brother to rent it and torture me with it, but he never did. So the first time I saw this, and I want to say is like in 97. I'm pretty sure it was on TV. It, 96, 96. It was when I was in seventh grade. It was on Monster Vision. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> on around Halloween, remember they used to do he, Joe Bob do the big Halloween special things where well, he, this movie was released like, in Halloween October. one and two, and then do what? I believe this movie was released in October. Oh yeah, which was a I remember call. it was on TNT. It's the first time I saw it because I remember it had so many commercials and I was so upset. <laughs> I think we might have seen the same. I think that was the same thing. That's, I That's think awesome. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember my uh, the, the my favorite time watching this actually was whenever we were freshmen. Brian and I were freshmen, Arthur and we on Halloween, we rented every Nightmare on Elm Street. And you know that's a slog. Street. You know I do that every year. I watch all of them every year yeah, on Halloween. That's did you awesome. really? Yes. I just do I it. do not. Yeah, <laughs> it's a slog, but you got to do it. They just keep adding more. <laughs> I don't watch the remake, but I do. I do watch. Uh, I I will occasionally. Uh, I, I believe um, the only time I I watch the second one. I've got nothing against the second one. It's just uh, a lot of the metaphysics are wrong. Um, it's got some cool effects in it though. But um, I love the bus scene. Yeah. Uh, oh God, that's a great scene. But um, uh, I I I did get all my. RPG buddies was like, hey guys, you know, every Halloween I kind of just chill alone and watch these. Do you, do you want to watch these? And they're like, sure. I was like, okay, we got to start early because <laughs> <laughs> you won't make it. You'll get tired. Yeah. I, <laughs> I remember we started at like five 
uh, and we started, <laughs> and we started finish getting drowsy. Yeah. It's, and yeah. So you you don't mind Halloween? I don't I don't mind Halloween. You don't mind um, Freddy's Revenge? I don't mind it as much either. It's not. I know it's it's my least favorite in the series, but it's a sprint. So it is a sprint. Um, but it it's um, it's an interesting concept about it's it's almost similar to this one in the idea that uh, a being is using another being's body. But uh, it See, just that's kind what... of. It's That's what this piece. is. This is a remake of uh, Nightmare Two. It's yeah, just doing a better job executing the story. Do what, bud? Like, don't, don't, don't tell people that. <laughs> I mean, if it was, then he would have taken over Robert's body. You know, like it... yeah, yeah. That then it would have been a little bit more on on the Brady's Revenge. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Oh. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of Freddy's Revenge, the dad in that movie is also in Feast. <laughs> which we've still got down the road. Yeah, we got down the road. Don't worry, folks. We'll get to it. And uh, I do not suggest either of our mothers watching it. Um, <laughs> but it is a it is a funny flick. It's just gross. All right, I'll, I'll I'll stop that. So I did get called out. Apparently, uh, my mom oh, did listen to some back episodes. Hey! <laughs> Thank you, Errol. So, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Lost Remote Podcast. We are endorsed by three moms. <laughs> These three moms. <laughs> so, yeah. Three out of five moms approve. Uh, well, okay, I gotta ask. I, I think the biggest letdown of the movie is the uh, death of the monster. Yes? I was very... I. <sighs> You know, I whenever she they close it and it's all Hansel and Gretel because I knew well, yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's predictable as soon as they do the story at the beginning and he's begging her to finish it and then she doesn't. So he finishes it and then, it's you know, important. all that. I knew that's how they were going to kill the monster because you know it's just that. No, it's not not the means. I think that's an interesting way yeah. to do it. I just think the actual effect. No, the... no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I, I didn't like the effect. Yeah, it was he. It was, I mean, it, it was good to show that. Oh, look, this is. I let's just say I wasn't fond of I, what I am guessing was the true form of the demon. I think it was a little. Ugh, I think they could have done a little bit more creature effect on that rather than simple. Well, the the thing I didn't really care for with it. I, I get the Hansel and Gretel thing, but you're you go basically to hell, and fire kills him. Well, we got to remember we're playing by a set of rules here. Yeah, I get and it. they just... are they are playing on the weakness of a previous incarnation of this creature. Yeah, okay, that's which obviously good. it carries with it throughout time. So yeah, the fire originally killed Freddy in the you know in the. Well, no, no, I'm talking mm-hmm. about okay. the witch and Hansel and Gretel. That was one of its oh. previous incarnations. That's what. That's why the the Hansel and Gretel stuff's in the movie. That was one of its previous. In, uh, it just bottles. I miss I miss that that was an incarnation. You think this was Baba Yaga? Yeah. Ooh. That that's why because they talk about it was like when Wes is talking about how this thing has been captured throughout time. Hansel and Gretel is one of those stories. And that would be until Baba it Yaga, got right? Watered down. I, I I'm you know yeah until it got watered down, like and then it moves on and has to be captured again by something else. Yeah. Lord knows what's doing in the meantime. 
<laughs> Eating children. I guess. But yeah. I'm surprised you didn't catch that. I just I just missed I mean, it. I but yeah, but just when that's you say it out loud, that's I'm like uh but isn't that the name of the witch from that? That'd be that's kinda cool. Oh oh well, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I know Baba Yaga is like a is a, some sort of Russian folktale. Um and I thought Hansel and Gretel was German. But I guess there's a Prussian thing going well, on. Well there's there. Baba Yaga is are they the same one? I mean I know there's the one that they call the boogeyman that they call John Wick. Uh, <laughs> oh goodness. One tale resembles the story of Hansel and Gretel, two children enter Baba Yaga's hut. Okay. Okay, there you go. And, uh, yeah. Uh, the internet must be true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nah, I don't care. Like, I, I, like what the name is is. And and it's related to the Russian one too. Uh, uh, yeah, so, there's some similarities. So. Okay, gotcha. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, that that was a previous incarnation. That's why the oven's in there, and that's why the whole place is so eclectic. It's got different uh, uh, architecture from different time periods. Yeah. That's it. That's where it's been. That's what it's been captured as is in multiple in in just throughout the centuries. And then it's added uh, the Freddy. It's going to add a, the Freddy motif it's into the have a boiler helm. room on the side. Yeah. Sweet. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know why I didn't wow. put that together. I've seen this movie so many times. and it just Yeah, that's shocking to me. Like, I, that was one of the, that was like, I think that was the first viewing. I was like, oh, yeah, that, that, it was it, it was originally the witch. It was originally captured as the witch in, in uh, Hansel and Gretel. Because it, it lives off the murder of innocence. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Wow. That is not a sweet treat, by the way, folks. I was going to leave that be. Uh, that's well, not hey, the more you know. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. But I guess it could have been, apparently. Apparently. It flew right over my head, and I've seen this movie probably 30 times. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm not going to shame you for it, but at least not on camera. Hey, man, I just I just get into it, and I love it. So Yeah, that's, yeah. That's why I always the, like hearing the Brian deep dives. Um, well, I mean, there's some things I catch and that I really go to analyze. And, that's um, why I didn't consider it a sweet treat, because I thought it was I, so blatantly obvious. Yeah. Well, I I realized that they used the the oh, way yeah, to kill it. it. I just didn't it, realize they, that it was they, trapped they, in the story. But it just they, they use it as both a means of getting you know having Dylan help his mom follow him with the breadcrumbs, aka the sleeping pills or yellow sleeping yeah. pills or whatnot. Uh, and it, but it's repeated. But yeah, it's yeah. As soon as West describes exactly what's going on, I'm like, oh, it was it was the witch in. Wow, I think good. we've lingered. Good stuff. So, do you think that um, they would have could have just passed this creature by if instead of the yellow pills, the they were giving them the purple hypnosil? Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends <laughs> on the metaphysics. Oh, okay. What if, what if what if this creature only preferred the first Nightmare on Elm Street? Then it wouldn't have to play by the other one's rules. I, because it, it in itself is a scene. It has to tale. know about what it is, to. Is yeah. Saying? If it doesn't know about yeah. something. Well, no, no, no. It, it could just um, not view that as part of the original telling. Right. That's probably the watering down process as the as the sequels go on by. Sure. Um, though third one is great. I thought they were green. I don't remember what color they are. 
<laughs> um, yeah. It, it, it may be just strictly adhering to the first film, which has nothing to do with it in the film. Because it is targeting Nancy, which technically, because it, 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 if it used the third one, uh, I don't know. Because it, Freddy technically gets a killing blow on Nancy, but Nancy outlives Freddy, and therefore her soul is not tarnished by passing through Freddy or having to be released by him. Because she she is partially alive, she dies in the dream after he is uh, consecrated. Anyway, <laughs> well, so Brian, now I'm really curious. Uh, yeah, that wasn't your sweet tweet. Yeah, sweet, sweet treat. But sweet your, your sweet tweet. What is your sweet treat? Well, it's not. Oh, it's shit. it's not. I mean, if if okay, folks, if if you don't like this sweet treat, I guess you can count the Hansel and Gretel sweet treat. Apparently, oh, that was a, that was a that was a incidental sweet treat. <laughs> but um, uh, I I the sweet treat. Uh, this week was just the simple fact that uh, there was a uh, a great deal of earthquakes in the movie, and while they were shooting the movie, they got the big one in L.A. and that, that's not a big secret. That's why, like, like they go out and shoot. So, if if the damage out there didn't seem quite as um, photogenic that they show when they, she's driving by, it's because that's real damage. That is what reality looks like, and they decided <laughs> to use it. That's what reality was. Some of it, yeah, some of it wasn't as impressive, and some of it was very nice. Like, I think the uh, there was a highway that had a little bit of damage on one of the pillars. It just, they, you know, they drove by that, and they showed a little bit of it. And then there was one thing that was, like, tore to shreds. Like, just fell mm-hmm. over. It's like, yeah. So, yeah, that was, and, you know, and this is this is not something I, I mean, you notice it, but you, 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 you're like, oh, they, I can't believe they did that. And then you'd look in and go, oh, they actually went out and shot it. But then they you know, talk about it in the doc about how, you know, everyone's kind of freaking out, you know, kind of like on a set of poltergeist or something, something going down or making this movie. And all of a sudden an earthquake hits L.A. And it's just like, oh, my God, what have you done? Wes, Wes what has tapped done? into something primal. Yeah. Yeah, he always was. Yeah. Um, so... Anything else from the movie you want to call out? Oh, I really like the transition when, uh, what's his, what's his, what's his name? The guy who played the dad, John Saxon, John Saxon. Sorry. Yeah. He, he, he slips my mind on the name. I'm terrible with names, but, um, when he originally comes over to help her out after the chase across the highway and he's, he's still calling her Heather Heather, and then all of a sudden, Nancy slips in, and he's he's been enveloped by the role, and then you start seeing everything's transitioning. I love that scene, that whole scene, and they go outside and they're talking. She's she's still not quite accepting it. She knows like, why are you calling me uh, Nancy John. It's like why are you calling me John? You know that kind of stuff. And he's already in the scene. He's already in the movie, and she is having to accept it and when she finally does you know and 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 while they're having this conversation outside freddie's coming out of the bed or i'm just going to call it freddie freddie's coming out of the bed and he just cuts it open and he's waiting there for her to say i love you too daddy and then 
he rips yeah. out and that the whole the music hits and he's coming out and they do the whole Nosferatu shadow and it's just great. That's a good scene. Yeah. I really love that too. That set up the whole mm -hmm. And then it, she turns around and it cuts into the original music. And it's, it's, Dude, not, even, it's not even her house anymore. <laughs> yeah. Only on the front. Music Only on the front. So good. Yeah, inside's fine. Yeah, and I, one of the things I like is how her gray streak comes on the other side of her head in this one. Hey, man, it's just a little different. Just, you know, it's the mirror. That's what I'm saying. It's the mirror image. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh. That yeah. is a cute touch. The uh, I'm trying to think, is there any other drop-ins you want to call? We, I think we've hit hit this the way you should for something that's probably this well seen. Yeah, like, and if you haven't seen it, I, I like I described that scene. There's just there's so much more to this movie. I mean, the list of cameos goes down my entire arm. And, and and it's all okay. I got to say one thing because when I did do look up the cast list on this, uh, hey Google, you need to check your stuff. Okay, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Okay, I can't. I, I'm not. I'm. I might screw up his first name. I'm just gonna say, uh, Juice, Ju, Garcia, the guy who plays Rob in the first one. He does not play Rob in this movie. He plays himself. Google fix it. They got him playing uh, Rod, <laughs> Rod rather. That's that's the uh, boyfriend of Tina in the first one. Yeah, he's at, he's at the funeral. They got him listed as playing Rod, so he's playing the character Rod in this movie. Don't think so, folks. He's playing himself. Do fix it, fix it, Google. Maybe uh, we'll. Uh, how how come I keep messing up his name? Uh... They got it spelled J S U. That's his first name. Garcia. I know how to say. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe when they were making the uh, credits, they kept slipping into the dream world. I guess. But you know, Tuesday <laughs> yeah. night. Tuesday night's fine. She, like everyone else is fine except him. <laughs> Freddie's uh, hand bevel is uh, listed. You know, if you're looking at IMDb at this point, I'm looking at just the regular Google, not oh, okay. not actual. Thanks, IMDb. Google. Thanks a lot, Google. I I'd assume IMDb has got it more correct. I don't know. IMDb says he's. <laughs> Let's see. Is he playing himself? Nick Corey as Nick Corey. So I'm guessing he changed his name somewhere. Probably. No, you're out of order. Nick Corey? Well, I mean, I think he... Okay, one more one more dive into the documentary. He, I, I guess he was pretending to be Italian, but he's actually Hispanic because time, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that was, like, that's that's Hollywood's problem, but like, well, he, it, it, that, this may be his real name. The one he yeah. might be credited under IMDb may not be. Uh, no, no, it has his real name. It has that name, but it says as in uh, this movie, he's 
credited as playing Nick Corey, which I think is what his name was whenever he did a Nightmare. Oh, <laughs> so they got his real name and then the name he used under Nightmare? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's uh, I like that. So I think I just want to say I think he may have changed or like Nick the the Nick Corey or whatever I said. Yeah, he, his, his, stage, his original like stage they, name. Like his, they were like he was pretending to be Italian. Well, and I think the reason for that is I mean it goes back to like even Martin Sheen, which you know had to change his name to make it not seem Hispanic because there is that there was that prejudice against Hispanics. So Estevez. Yeah, yeah. Martin Estevez. So. So uh, anyway, neither are there. I do we get Scream if we don't if we don't have this movie or does he start riding high on his meta? You know. Okay, uh, one more thing. Uh, it kind of bugs me <clears throat> when I when I brought up the this the particular cast list and I saw I was like oh, I'm gonna look at some people what some people said you know I'm just gonna see what they said because I've never actually looked at anyone else's reviews of this not or what their comments were. Someone actually said they love how meta this movie is. And I go, well, depends. Because some people are using meta in a different way now. When they say meta, they mean, oh, it's a very self-referential movie. Like, this movie's aware of itself being a movie. And, or or this, this you know, they, they, they consider like someone like uh, Deadpool very meta because he's aware that he is in. Sure. And I'm like, well, yeah, you, you, but you can't use that meta with this movie, because this is different. If it would be meta if it was actually Freddy Krueger, but it's not. That, that's what I'm trying to get at is there. You, I could. It, there's a lot of metaphysical and metaphorical stuff, yes, but I don't. I wouldn't consider the term that is being used because they use the term meta in a different way. So uh, a, a, a real embodiment of Wes's movie within the. Like it's meta for him though, right? Like I mean, it's it's his work is coming to life. Well, when, even when, though it's well, more of a summoning or an yeah, yeah. Well, work. I mean, yeah. Like it'd be it'd be more. Well, I'm just trying to be um, more accurate with the meta term with like newer, sure. younger people, and it's not actually that kind of meta. It's actually they the film is about almost pretend like we're watching a movie of another reality that has also Freddy in it as a movie. And they're having to deal with this issue, and we're just watching it, and you know that kind of thing. And this would be almost them making a movie that is not exactly like this movie, because maybe they had to replace Robert England because he tragically died before it could be filmed. That kind of thing. But um, but um, but um, yeah. So that was my problem with uh. But uh, I what I meant, uh, yeah, and terminology I, I was off on, but like mm-hmm. it feels like this is a gateway Close. drug to him doing Scream, <laughs> referencing movies, yeah, uh, feeling I so. that feeling that let it seep into the real world, yeah, because Scream, even though the slasher isn't a character in the movie, it's a you know an over the counter costume. This is also like another because I use this as a uh, uh life imitating art i use that as one of my life imitating art double ups mm-hmm. um and this would also have been one as well um i just i didn't want to do it because i knew i was going to be picking it sure um to watch okay. well let's talk about our movie pairings all right ryan oh i go first hey eh? okay 
I have a tough time because it feels right to watch the first Nightmare on Elm Street with this one. Yes, it does. And I want to not pick that because I like it's not being like, oh, I don't want to pick that because it was like it, that would be a great pairing. But I'd also like to just be like, you know what? Watch the reboot, the remake with this one. It it's I I I, I know. It but, just depends what night you're going for. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, when you when it comes to appreciate appreciating the the actual character of Freddy Krueger, that one's a good one as well. It's just the like Arthur said, man, the casting of the kids was. What's the, your order? Oof, I'd watch. I'd actually watch New Nightmare before I'd watch the reboot. Yeah. I'd be like, I'd, I'd watch them in release order at that point. What what would you do if um, the person had never seen any in the series before? Would you? Oh, what would I do that? if they hadn't seen anything? Definitely, I'd do watch the first, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, and then okay. this one. So this is assuming they've seen some. Yeah, I'm assuming, you know, because I think less people have seen the uh, remake or whatnot than actually seen the original. That's an assumption on my part. might not be true. Cool. Zach? I have a hard time pairing this one as well. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to go with... Uh, let's go Friday the 13th 5. And there's reasons. You'll have, to, you know. you'll have to forgive me. They all kind of roll together for me. Wh- which one is that one? Is <laughs> um, <laughs> Except for it's... Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah. It... With the Roy one? Yeah. Okay, because of the nightmares? or. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's just why. I mean, so... Which do you show you first? You know what? I'll, I'll change that. I'll change no, that. No, 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 My favorite no, viewing there's... ever of this movie was actually uh, whenever I was a senior in high school, and uh, we watched The Craft and then The New Nightmare, and I think I actually that... would like to double feature that again. Did... That was at that... your apartment, yeah. Yeah, that was a good pairing. Damn it! That was a great <laughs> pairing. So that was... That was one which, of my favorite. That was my favorite time to ever watch this, and it was just it was, it was the people I was with. So you know what? I'd like to recreate that magic from, you know, twenty years ago, and uh, go with uh, the craft, and then the new nightmare. Yeah. Nice. Those witches—they're the problem. They're the ones who did it. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah they're they're around in L.A. weren't they? Was it California? Where were they at? I think they were in L.A. Yeah. Holy crap! New meta. <laughs> So what are you pairing, Arthur? Gotten to think about this yet? <laughs> oh. Well, it's the tough. Have, this is a good standalone. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah. So that's why I had problems with pairing with. But, uh, I think I'm gonna take the easy out, and I'm gonna do New Nightmare, and then do Scream. Like, yeah. Because that's the only thing that had come to mind before the before we recorded. Mm-hmm. Is it's just right there in his '90s resurgence, like. Oh yeah, man. So. There was a, he had a really busy time, 94, 95, and 96. So in 94, you had this come out. 95 was uh, Vampire in Brooklyn with Eddie Murphy, which he directed. And then you had The Scream. So, man, I, yeah. 
I didn't know he directed Vampire in Brooklyn, and that one I really didn't like at the time. Maybe I'll give it another watch sometime. But it really felt like it was that it was that moment when I go, "Oh, Eddie's not funny anymore." <laughs> I remember watching well, it. It sucks when that happens. Yeah, I remember he, watching. He was it. funny, but yeah, he that that was a movie where you're expecting to see a funny movie because it has Eddie Murphy, and that's what he's known for. And was then you go, and it is not a comedy. Yeah, like forty-eight hours kind of thing. But no, it just it just didn't work when I saw it. I don't know if it ages well for me or anything, but I doubt it. I've actually enjoyed it more watching it than when I was uh, young when I watched it. So. Yeah, and maybe it's just the nostalgia thing on it that I enjoy. That's cool. So. That's cool. So rankings. Oh, there we go. Brian, do you want to hear the bottom of your list? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear my top three one more time. Top three. Batman Returns. Poltergeist. Scrooged. All right. This, I, uh, I'd have to say that given the choice between all those movies, the one I'd watch the most is this one. This is my new number one. And I absolutely figured that's the way you were going to go. It doesn't always have to be which one you'd watch the most. It's so like, it, it, if scale. someone, if I was like, if I had almost in any circumstance, whether I'm just chilling by myself or with people, and I had Batman Returns in one hand and New Nightmare in the other, I would want, especially if they hadn't seen New Nightmare, I'd want to expose people to it, sure. and I would just, I just like to watch it. No, and I, I'm not talking, trying to talk you out of, but I know we go to the, to the playback rule a lot, and that doesn't always have to be what it is. Yeah, no, yeah, no, folks, this isn't a recency bias. This is I, I picked this because I knew it was going to shake up, at least, I knew it was going to shake up at least two of our top threes. Good call. Uh, Zach, would right, you like so to hear I the have, bottom of your list? I have Scrooge as number one. What's my number two and three? Evil Dead and Fright Night. Oh, dear. Choices, choices. Uh, you know, I why the Nightmare on Elm Street series is my favorite horror series. This is not my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie. So I'm going to put this as number two because I still will watch Scrooge probably more and I prefer it more, but I freaking love this movie as well. Hey, so, hey, hey, Scrooge. Oh, shit. Scrooge and New Nightmare have a lot in common. Yeah. Yeah. They're filming because it's the... like forces that are spoken of in story, but are also real. And, and they're filming the they're yeah. producing the show that's they're happening. Oh my goodness. That's there what I'm going back and pairing this with. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I would go Scrooge, New Nightmare, and then uh, Evil Dead. Yeah, so my top three, I've got Batman Returns, Scrooge, and Fright Night. Uh, this is more than solidly a number two. I'm just a big fan of Batman Returns. Yeah. Um, it just, I mean, I don't have to justify it or anything it just no you know these are both uh amazing amazing films i just what i'm looking for is more mm -hmm. in batman return 
Uh, I believe so, uh, mission accomplished. We have a new number one movie here on the Lost Remote podcast. Is Wes Craven's The New Nightmare has taken over Batman Returns for the number one. I mean, I oh, was going to say man. that, but yeah. <laughs> Do what, Arthur? <laughs> I said, I mean, I was, I, I was about to say that, but you know, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, it's more impressive. I don't have the list in front of me. <laughs> well, did you do the math? I, I just well, I knew was, this was coming. I, I knew I was like, yeah, if I pick yep, this movie, I did it's going to be our, our new number one. Because Zach doesn't value Batman Returns enough. I know. I value Batman Returns plenty. I think it's my number five now, isn't it? Sigh. Please hold. <laughs> Who did I bump out of the top three on mine? Who got bumped out of top three? What's in fourth place on each of our lists now? Too many questions going on. One second. Zach, Scrooge, New Nightmare, Evil Dead, Fright Night, Poltergeist, Batman Returns. Brian, what was your question? What did you knock out? Uh, I was just wondering what I knocked out of the top three. Like overall? Yeah, well, I. I, I, I Out of his. Yeah, of his list. What's my new number four? Scrooge Scrooge is number four four now yeah poor scrooge so we're splitting hairs yeah <laughs> at the top of the list right there yeah. <laughs> but i'm just anyway, curious top three stuff so i whenever um brian i have selection next week or next time we meet um which do y'all want to go over what we're going to do for the next show or the next movie we review um we may have a bonus show all signs point to that we will um let's just drop it if we do it just in case something comes up the way my work goes tuesday and wednesday may all of a sudden get shot so okay we're we're planning on releasing something uh on thursday the 25th um but that may fall out And if you listen to us, you might have an idea what it's going to (laughs) cover. So, but for the next uh, movie that we're going to review in our regular show, regular scheduled show, uh, I have been, I was going to keep going with some more Wes Craven, uh, but I got very excited on Friday or Saturday when I saw not a new movie, but one of my favorite vampire movies dropped on HBO Max. Um. So we are going to take a trip back in time and watch The Lost Boys. Mm. Ooh, thou shall not podcast. Mm-mm. That'll be great. Give away the title. Yeah, I know. That's the name of the, the Lost Boys episode, Thou Shall Not Podcast. podcast. But yeah, I've, uh, so that might be a long one as well. Uh We'll get into it, and uh, I will ask Brian the. Uh, I'll ask him now. What? And he can he can ponder it and come up with an answer when we talk here in a few weeks. Brian, does mm-hmm. Joel Schumacher's work with the Lost Boys outweigh the no. damage he did with the Batman? <laughs> that was the fastest answer ever. I didn't get to finish with the question. <laughs> I already knew the que- I, knew, I already knew what the answer was when you said his name. <laughs> I got a we'll problem. Dive into it more then. <laughs> Zach was so excited about New Nightmare. He not only discussed all the topics for tonight in his first two minutes, but also next week. In the... <laughs> I asked one question. We'll dive into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a teaser, ladies and gentlemen. That's a teaser. It's called a segue to next show, mother sucker. Yeah, <laughs> a, a teaser, a tumble, uh, a 
a little 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 thread out there. Yeah, Arthur's <laughs> Arthur's got his rants about the MPA, and I've got mine about Joel Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't want to go on a rant here. <laughs> of course, uh, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's it's all good. Um, uh, no, that's the end of the. You don't want to go on a rant here. Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, that's Dennis it, Miller. Oh, that's not not for me. I'm thinking of Tracy Jordan on Thirty Rock. He goes, oh, he goes, of course he you goes, are. Bush. Now I don't want to go on a rant here, and then he just doesn't have anything else he says, and everybody's looking at him. <laughs> it's okay. Good. So mine was from the old Dennis Miller live uh, back in the '90s, and it, Dennis Miller would end his his rant when he'd say that. It would, of course, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Well, I just got to figure out how I'm going to work in Jim Varney into Lost Boys. Easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who knows? Cool. Uh, anything else, guys? Um, just finished uh, defeating Lex Luthor slash Brainiac at the end of season two on Justice League Unlimited. So that's where I was. That at. is a good time. Yeah, that was good. Like three episodes when it was just like just one thing after another. I think it was yeah. four actually, but uh, yeah. Well, not only that, the uh, all the question authority storyline stuff. Oh, man. Oh. I love the question. I love the question. Like question. Yeah. I love question. He's he's a cool character. Mm-hmm. That's that's a movie we need to or a series HBO an HBO Max question series live action. Oh, Ooh, my sign me up. Especially if they throw in like a little bit of Huntress romance somehow mm-hmm. like there is in Justice League. Mm-hmm. They're great together. They were. They do it in season two, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's a, that's a good call. Um, tomorrow night, probably, which will be in the past by now when this posts, but, uh, there's some people I hang out with in the VR lobbies and watch movies with occasionally, and I'm going to show them remote control. So, <laughs> there you go. You're going to expand the viewership. I yeah. am. They, uh, one of them was like, yeah, I listened to this podcast episode and this one. And I'm like, well, why not this? He's like, well, I like to watch the ones for that. I've already seen the movie. Good call. And so to make new listeners for an episode, <laughs> I'm just going to go everywhere they are and hand them the movie and say, watch it. All right, now listen. <laughs> one by one, the grassroots campaign to improve uh, listenership will Jeez. rise. And viewership <laughs> right, of uh, <laughs> remote control. Two birds, one stone. I That's right. That's right. Well, I, I have and a I question think... for you. Yeah. So uh, your partner on the Useless Knowledge podcast had his baby. Yeah. And congratulations, Casey. Yeah. Uh, are you guys postponing recording for a little bit, or you guys got something in the can that you're going to come out with? Useless knowledge is always uh, directed on Casey's schedule. Uh, currently, we have been on a little hiatus. Uh, the delivery was, I think, a little sooner than they thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at any point, he could say, hey, do you want to talk about X, Y, and Z? And we will talk about X, Y, and Z. Uh, I forget. Oh. We're going to talk Drop Dead Gorgeous next was the plan, but that may ah. change depending on, you know, what what's changed for him. So at least he already got it. He had already watched it. He was ready. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. 
when, when okay. that returns. Should be soon. I imagine he'll reach out in a week or two. But good shout out. Congrats, Casey. You're Very right. excited. It was a uh, everything went well. Everybody's doing well from what I know. Uh, he he had two boys already, so he brought his uh, final girl into the onto the scene. Um, so you know, like the whole girl dad term. I was saying he needs to make final girl clothing and stuff, or final girl dad. Yeah, nice. All right, uh, that's all from me, Zach. You got your shout in. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong's coming up on HBO Max yep. in a week. That's pretty exciting. So, <laughs> I'll look into that. And I guess, because uh, I, I figured you might mention it, but I guess is it the, the Schneider cut this week? It is this week. I forgot about it. <laughs> I didn't. You told me last week. We've talked well, about I guess, it Well, I guess when you hear this, it, it will have been last week. Uh, I, like, I'm, I may try to get this out on Friday. Mm. Just to... Uh, oh, yesterday, then. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, the 18th. <laughs> the Snyder <laughs> Cut drops. Woo! I mean, it's still just not on my radar, but I'll watch it. So. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited about it. I have seen that it, it is a R rating so i was like oh well he might have got a little bit more than what they could have with the the pg but the pg-13 but that reminds me of something i said on one of our previous podcasts is uh, sometimes movies uh try really hard to get an r so yeah it's the real r we'll see we'll see <laughs> and then like might have dropped three Dead two cents when they don't get it they just release it as unra- unrated yeah like, they were going to be PG-13 and Evil Dead 2. That's why it's unrated. He was like, ah, oh, crud. That's my favorite part about that movie. I mean, it's awesome. But like, yeah. it just, it was going to be PG-13. And they're like, what? This this isn't wow. right. So actually, I did what? I've been watching something on Netflix. Have y'all been watching the history of swear words or have you seen them all? No. Uh, no. Go check them out. Nicholas Cage's a treat in them. So, oh yeah, I forgot that was his thing. Oh, crazy yeah. Cage. Good stuff. No, I mean, yeah, this is good stuff. I think you, oh, everybody, will enjoy it. No, the, bees. Not the bees. Not the bees. <laughs> I'm glad we both went there. Yeah. Not the bees. Ah, oh, I still love uh, his scene in Kick-Ass when he's lit on fire. That's so awesome. Child! Flash, <laughs> or Strobe, yeah, or whatever he's, he says. he's describing. They're like code words for maneuvers and whatnot. I was like, or he's oh saying, man, it's so him cool. and Kickass is such a treat. And yeah, I, I know it got a lot, a lot of love when it came out, but it there's never enough love for it. It's so good, and he's the so best amazing. part about Kickass is it had two Quicksilvers in it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> And, and sadly, the sequel did not because Evan Peters blew up with American Horror Story. So, uh, I didn't know that's. I didn't know that. I don't know if that's why, but he's not in it. But he was one of the main returning characters on American Horror Story at that time when Kickass Two came out. Which uh, which American Horror season did he do? A couple of them. Uh, no, he's in. Oh, the, he's done uh, several. Yeah, he was in the first two. The the like that I. I can't remember all of them, but yeah, I remember he was in the first two for sure. 
and Asylum, and I don't know. I've if only Asylum watched some like... episodes of the night of the '84, so I'm not. Oh yeah, he's in a lot of it. So cool. Uh, I've got. I'm done on mine. Zach, yeah, anything no. else? No, I'm good. Brian, take us home. Take us home. Want to go home? You know, home's right across the freeway, don't you? <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, I don't know. It's like if I know it's not a real risk, but it's potential, right? This movie. If you don't want to be involved in some sort of interdimensional cross-ripping Ghostbuster style, this thing's going to happen. Don't do a horror movie as an actress or an actor. Then you're almost assured not to have to be involved in something like this. Just know that it's a potential risk. And none of us are going to know of your heroism because you never hear about the real things happening, obviously. This is just a movie. Or is it? Good night, folks.